0: That's who we are. When I go out, I dance. Mm-hmm. A lot of Christians do that, but I dance. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. I think it brings people together. You go to a party and you're there, sat down like this, and you hear good music. Get up and dance. That's what music is for, isn't it? Hello, and welcome to Your Bristol Life a new series of five podcasts shining a light on underrepresented aspects of Bristol's history. This BCFM series was made with the Bristol Cable, Bristol History Podcast, and In the Dark. This episode was created by Tom Marshman and is about Old Market.
1: Hello. My name is Tom. And I know someone. And I know someone. And I know someone. And I know a German Shepherd dog, Walker, who says, when I first took on this pub in 2009, there was this free paper called The Observer. It used to come every Thursday or Tuesday. I can't remember which, she says. And they had this picture of Old Market. So you had this big picture on the front page and it had the Old Market Tavern A board sign. And the headline read, Bristol's red light district. And he thought, oh my God, is that what it's seen as? And I know a lover of male company and company only just as friends, who started coming into Old Market in 1999. And the first time I came to the Old Market Tavern, she says, she remembers it was raining. I went there to meet a friend, she says. So I walked in and they just looked at me like I was some kind of hooker. She says, and then I started working here in the pub and it was very male dominated and they, all the regulars, they said to the landlord at the time, why are you employing a woman? And the landlord said, she makes no secret of the fact that she likes the company of men and male company only and it didn't matter to me, she says, it didn't bother me, I'm here to stay. And the oldest fart in Old Market says it's not just political, sexual, ethnical, religious, everything you could possibly imagine. It's such a diverse area. I doubt that there's a more diverse area than West Street in Old Market and Stapleton Road, this side of London, this side of New York. And if you want to know who I am, I am the conduit. And I carry many stories in my pockets. Tales of jeopardy. Tales of celebration and indulgence. Of vice and virtue. These are stories that need to be told. Listen. And me, I've lived in Old Market for about six years now. And coming here drinking since the 90s. So my DNA is very much here. Let's hear from some of the characters
2: and every time you hear old markets on the up it's like i've been hearing that for 40 years don't believe it any more now than i did then when they thought the dual carriageway way in the 60s they effectively turned west street and old into sort of almost double-ended cul-de-sacs uh with sort of nowhere to go you know that they, they I mean, originally they were going to demolish all this to build the dual carriageway that's now up there. And I bought this building in 1990-ish. Uh, it still had the demolition blight on it. We had to get the blight lifted in order to buy the building, you know. And that would have applied to a lot of West Street and Old Market. Um, be, there were a lot more. There were a lot more characters who'd grown up in the area. They were like, you know. They were literally born and bred in the area. they mostly gone now. They've passed on, most of them.
1: And I know the son of a carpet salesman who says the trouble with gays in Old Market, and I've had this out with gay people before, is they just went... This is Bristol's gay village. They didn't ask. We would have said, fine, that's brilliant. You're breathing new life into the area. It's wonderful. But they didn't consult us. They just came along and said, this is Bristol's gay village. And the girl coffee grinder, though she doesn't see herself as that cool, she says, she says, I was really excited by a coffee shop of this kind of standard opening up around here because... This strip in particular of Old Market didn't have too many places to go to to get a coffee when I worked in a nearby office. She had to persuade her MD because it was her job, she says, to decide where they were gonna relocate. I had to really persuade him to move to Old Market. He thought the area was really dodgy and it didn't have any facilities or anywhere to eat. He thought the perception of us being in Old Market would be really negative But I could see that this was a place that could turn around quite a lot. And it massively has. I mean, this strip in particular, she says, it's really changed in the past year. She says there's a real mishmash of stuff. And there's lots of discussions about the new properties being built. But I think, let them come, she says. HRH. And I hate that name, he says. But that's what they call me. HRH. It makes me sound like I'm a really old queen. He says in this environment or any environment that involves alcohol, people change and you become aware of that when you're sober. And we have people coming in here very drunk and you know they're going to cause you no trouble. They're going to cause you no grief because they're good drunks. HRH says it feels much bigger on a Friday or a Saturday night, he says and it's a very strange thing. Coming here for the first time to the Bear Bar and their only experience of the place are the online party pictures, so they're expecting this huge nightclub. And then they're here on a Tuesday night and the tables and chairs are out, and they're like, where's the rest of it? And I don't know, he says. And then they come on a weekend and they're like, okay. So it's bigger. This is what I was expecting. And it does feel huge, he says. He says, for years I felt like I wasn't part of the scene, I just never fitted in. And then the bear bar happened. And I like the fact that you don't have to be stick thin or wear designer clothes or have your eyebrows plucked, he says. Do I see myself as a bear, he says? No, not really. I mean, I'm middle-aged with a beard, so I guess I am a bear. Someone messaged me recently and got talking and I told them that I own the bear bar and they were like, my God, you are the top bear in town. And I was like, no, I'm not, he says. And I know a hot air balloon tailor who says, you can tell it's an LGBT village by some of the items that come into the shop. She gets quite a lot of trans people coming in. And we've had a lot of people saying that they've had quite difficult experiences when having their clothes altered. They might want different things, she says. They might request a bespoke suit to be made to measure or something more androgynous. And sometimes people might want to adjust something to blend in. And then some customers, it's much more like drag. Much more glam, she says. And the volunteer who loves baked goods says, I used to adore the Whole Baked Cafe, which was on Lawford Street. I used to seek that place out whenever I worked on West Street. I was almost there every day for lunch. The Whole Baked Cafe was a commercial cafe funded to provide work and employment opportunities for adults with learning difficulties. And the cafe closed about six years ago. It was sad when we lost that space, he says. He says, I started volunteering in and around the Allard Richards Trust in the early 1990s. He says he helped organise Pride back then. It was called Pride West. And we used to meet at the Allard Richards Centre, which was 8 to 10 West Street. He wanted to create a sense of a community and wanted to play a part in that. He says there was a lot going on in that area although it was poor and not very well resourced, he says. It was great when the commercial venues came as they added a sense of community and through a mix of commercial and community spaces it created a safe space for a lot of people and a sense of a community hub. Even though it was not very well funded, we just kept pushing and pushing and pushing he says Aled Richards was one of the first people that was diagnosed with AIDS and to die locally in the Bristol area. And the trust was set up in a similar way and in a similar response to the Terence Higgins Trust in London.
0: So, when I was working in the late 80s and early 90s, particularly when I was volunteering, you know, we were sadly losing service users. You know, we were going to funerals and that that was the default, you know, people were being, you know, given um, pretty much like, you know, end of life care and palliative care and hospice and, you know, managing being ill, you know, and then literally along came these therapies in the mid nineties. And all of a sudden it was like, we were saying to our services is, well, you know, you need to go back to work now.
1: I started volunteering there in and around 1992 or 1993, he says and I worked there for 10 years. And we merged in 2000 or 2001 to become part of the Terence Higgins Trust, part of a bigger organisation. And that building is now off the record where Freedom Youth are based and have been based since the mid-90s. And Vintage Phil, Vintage Phil remembers his friend Dave, who sadly died. An old friend of mine, he says. And he owned the shop over there, he says. The shop wasn't actually selling anything. It was just a playground, he says. Dave was a character, he says. He loved attention. So he loved his little gang around him. So he could dance on the pavement, play his guitar, and he ended up with a lot of issues with drugs and mental health. Dave was colorful because Dave loved attention and that made him more colorful. He stood on the roof of my shop, thinking that all the gays outside the bear bar on the corner were the policemen, watching him. That was one of his exploits, he says. I had to get him down off the roof, he says. Another time, he says, he remembers that he was in the shop, sleeping underneath one of the shelves for about a week. He wouldn't see anyone because he thought everyone was after him. It was a psychotic episode, he says. So yeah, the whole street was in mourning for about three months because Dave's shop was there and people were writing messages on the shop for him, he says. If Jesus, she says, were to come to Old Market, I think he would sit and chat with everyone here irrespective of who they are, Ma says. Jesus would show you a different way of life she says so I believe if he was here he would just sit in every single shop with every single person having a chat encouraging them to listen love thy neighbor love your enemy do good feed the hungry she says he was the one that supported the sex workers when they wanted to stone her Mary Magdalene she says she was a sex worker you know what I mean? So for me, she says, looking at it like that, if you really and truly cared about people, cared about somebody's well-being, cared about your neighbour by coming into their house and saying good morning or giving them a smile, this world, she says, would be a better place
0: now that. and that's who we are when i go out i dance mm-hmm. a lot of christians don't that but i dance i love it mm-hmm. i think it brings people together you go to a party and you're there sat down like this and you hear good music get up and dance that's what music is for isn't it mm-hmm. you know so life is worth living i'm telling you if if we if we cared as much as we speak that we care we, we, we would make a we would make a difference
1: and as the city continues to regenerate its cells and change, and the bars magically expand on a Saturday night and contract on a Tuesday. And as the nighttime allows people to explore their secret sexual fantasies. And as we walk down the road, we are, in our own way, subtly shaping it. As we remake our clothes to reflect our true identities as we shout about injustices we shouldn't forget to show the love that this place deserves and for a long time hasn't seen with its mix of buildings from across the decades squashed together and the places in the creases that you might ignore the places shut down the places that are thriving the places in flux so This is my invitation for you to walk down this street, West Street and Old Market Street and caress a brick, kiss a lamppost or hug a column. And if all that feels a bit too much, give Old Market a little wink and wish it well, because I certainly do.